TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome back. It is the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kylie. We got Kramer on the other side of the glass. The protein I'll see with the purpose text line is 69306 if you'd like to get involved in the show. But right now, we go out to the leadoff hotline to talk to our friend Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Pete has been out in St. Joe all week checking out the rookies, the injured players, which includes Travis Kelsey and the quarterbacks. Pete, how you doing today, man? Doing pretty well. I'm excited to get these full team practices started today. And then we're just a couple days away from padded practices where it's really the, the first point of the off, off season where you can kind of start to tell some things for real. Uh, so we have some, we had some appetizers. We got another one today. Excited to get out there. I'm excited to be out there with you. If you, uh, if you aren't aware, Pete Sweeney will be out there with us doing the Arrowhead Pride in 610 Sports tweet up. So head out there to training camp. Uh, meet us out there in St. Joe around 315. We'll all be meeting up out there. Uh, most of us in the, with the 610 gear will be in blue polos. So if you find all a bunch of dudes that are standing around in blue, blue polos, that'll be us. We'd love to see you out there. All right, Pete. So let's start with this because you have seen the quarterbacks earlier this week. They uh, reported a little bit early. They were doing some work with the injured players and with the rookies. What have you seen so far from Patrick Mahomes? Uh, it looks just a little bit more confident. I mean, you, you heard on the radio how he sounds, and, and Travis Kelsey even noted it's more of a direct confidence this year. Like last year, Kelsey said that Mahomes has confidence to maybe get things going, whereas this year he knows what he is, uh, which is obviously the best player in the National Football League, and it's more of a confidence that they can get to the Super Bowl. And you could really tell that when, when he talks. And uh, I, I noticed early on, because uh, like you were saying, the veterans aren't here yet, the timing with McCole Hardman, which is so important for wide receivers and quarterbacks, that seemed to be coming along. The trend where you have Mahomes and he mixes in different receivers, that's there. Uh, wasn't really great with Travis Kelsey the first day, and then the second day looked a little bit better as far as timing goes. Travis Kelsey and Mahomes both had the day off uh, on Friday. So I am really interested because I said earlier today the only position battle that I'm truly interested in at camp this year is wide receiver three because whoever wins it between Demarcus Robinson and Michael Hardman is going to get a lot of playing time. They'll they'll be in about sixty percent of the snaps. Oh, whoever, no, no sheepdog love, no sheepdog, no Garrett Keeter action for you. Uh, no, we're not going to talk about him in this particular <laughs> question, but maybe we can get to that later, Pete. Yeah, um, yeah. I I will say like whoever wins that battle, I think is legitimately going to be relevant within the offense. And whoever loses it, I think, plays like 10% of the snaps. So they ultimately become a guy that gets like one reception a game. You've seen a lot more of Mecole Hardman thus far than I have, certainly. What's your impression of him, and do you get the impression that he actually has a chance in that kind of a battle? Oh, man, I, I, I look at Robinson versus Hardman, and to me, Robinson is a little bit of a heavy favorite, I, I think, and, and that's just because of what goes into the Andy Reid playbook there's an advantage there to just having been in the system for a couple of years now. You've seen with guys in the past, especially 
you know, my five or six years here covering the Chiefs, that it takes a while for guys to click. It takes a while for guys to gel. And, and Robinson is familiar with the playbook. He's only adding on to some of the things that they did last year. Sometimes it's a tough transition for a rookie coming out of college. I, I look at Harbin's role this year, and I think he'll be probably the kick returner. I'm interested in seeing if he will be the punt returner. I think maybe it makes sense considering Tyreek Hill believes such a significant part uh, of the offense. But what I look for Hardman this year, and I think it's more likely, is just you know, way better, way, way better De'Anthony Thomas type of role. Uh, and, and I think Robinson, at least to start the season week one, will be your wide receiver three. Now that could change. I mean, we saw with Tyreek Hill in 2016 when he was a rookie, started in that type of role, and then by the end of it, he was making one of the bigger catches in that late comeback win against the Denver Broncos, and, and uh, you know, his offense, um, his offensive involvement has built since. So, again, at the 53-man deadline, I think it's Robinson, but, you know, stay tuned on that one. I don't think that's set in stone. We're talking with uh, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. You can read his work there, arrowheadpride.com. You can also follow him on Twitter. He's at PG Sween. Uh, Pete, I did want to talk to you about the big news from yesterday, which is that Chris Jones did indeed report to camp. He ultimately decided that it was worth it for him to show up and not to lose three quarters of his salary, which makes a whole lot of sense by holding out until August 6th when he had to be back and ultimately had basically no leverage. So to me, it made all the sense in the world for him to show up yesterday. But I am curious, based on the fact that he did show up, and I saw some reporting from Nate Taylor over the weekend that it sounds like the Chiefs are going to sit down with him and talk contract potentially do you think that something ultimately gets worked out here, or what are you anticipating moving forward over the next few days and weeks when it comes to Chris Jones's contract situation? As you examine NFL contracts, and I always try to remind people of this, you have to look at, okay, guaranteed money, because that's all that matters, right? Everything else you can kind of cut, and if the Chiefs walk away, that's all they care about. And so Jeff Chadia is reporting NFL.com, I'd imagine it was directly from Brett Beach. He had a report from Beach about moments before, and then moments later he had some numbers to it. And so I just imagine he was having a conversation with Brett Beach. He said, okay, the Chiefs and Chris Jones right now are about $20 million in guaranteed money apart. That's a lot of money. That is a big gap. And if you notice in Adam Schefter's tweeting and reporting, a lot of times he'll report, he'll say, source, no, 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 not this time. He used the, the word, the Katz Brothers, which is the agency that represents Jones. They wanted to be well clear about how they feel, and the Katz Brothers have been saying, okay, Jones is going to focus on, on a Super Bowl at this point. I think internally, in Chris Jones's representation, they've come up with this decision. All right, they want, they want to let this go? Well, bet on yourself and become a USA. Make them franchise tag you. And I think what ultimately ends up happening is Chris Jones has another solid year. Trending that, that that should that's the way it's trending. He looks like to be in the best shape of his life. You expect probably ten sacks. I think that's safe. Who knows if he surpasses fifteen? A little harder to do. And then the Chiefs will be in a position that the Seahawks were last year, where they franchise tag and join that new trend of the NFL, where you sometimes trade these franchise tag players, like we saw with Frank Clark and, and D Ford. That's interesting. So you. Based on where we are today, and obviously all of this could change tomorrow. Like, this stuff is all so – it changes so quickly, and these deals come together sometimes so quickly. It it, It's so hard to know. But as of today, you would anticipate that he ultimately plays out the end of his rookie deal? Yeah, and and one of the things that I should note in this, and as I say that with caution, one of the things I should note in this is that 
the understanding that I've gotten from talking to different people is that they've been waiting for Chris Jones to get in the building. Like, they've been waiting to get him in the building, and they think once that happens that they can figure out this deal. Now that remains to be seen. I just don't expect it because of the gap and at least his representation you know, that what they're putting out there is just so far away from what the Chiefs are thinking on this. Now, the ultimate decision is up to Jones. So now that he's in the building and he can talk to Andy Reid, and Reid can kind of work on him a little bit, who knows if that changes. But right now, at this juncture, I think he plays his deal out and bets on himself. Yeah, We're talking with Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride here on the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kylie Kramer on the other side of the glass. All right, Pete, let's talk about this offense, because earlier this week I was reading from Mike Freeman of Bleacher Report, and he said, quote, while no one can say for certain if Hardman was an insurance policy for Tyreek Hill, you'd be a fool to think otherwise. One scout we spoke with compared him to Deshaun Jackson, and some teams viewed the pick as one of the best in the draft. Now Tyreek Hill is back. Hardman is around to bolster an already deep skill position group, and the team with yeah. maybe the most athletic offense in football is even more dangerous. Kansas City's attack has the potential to be so explosive that some teams as personnel men told Bleacher Report that they believe the single-season scoring record of 606 points set by the Broncos in 2013, could fall, end quote. Pete, I'm curious, because I know you've been very high on this team in the offseason, especially since we found out that Tyreek Hill is going to be able to play 16 games for the Chiefs. Do yeah. you believe that they can repeat what they did offensively last year? Oh, absolutely. I mean, everyone's back. And and it's a big question, right? I mean, you, you always have the two things that you always have to say and preface it with. Patrick Mahomes' health. Is imperative. Travis Kelsey's health is imperative because they don't have a backup tight end. I said that all offseason, and they're still looking for one right now, as of today, with training camp starting open to the public today. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I mean, I think this offense is going to be unbelievable. The fact that you could have a lineup if Byron Pringles in the mix where the average personnel is about a 4 3 speed, and when you have a guy that can hit anyone on the field up to 80 yards, I don't know how any team in the league, even even still, bless his little heart there in New England, I don't know how he's going to stop this Chiefs offense. There are just too many guys that you have to take away. And if the defense is right there, like I've told you, and I, I, I've been staying with this, I think if Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey remain healthy, you're looking at a 14-0 and team. And then it's Chad Henney. Can Chad Henney get those final two wins for Kansas City? Last question for you, Pete. The number one thing you're watching whenever you get out to training camp later today and for people who are going out there is what? I think there's two battles in particular that, that you're watching for. Free safety, uh, Daniel Sorensen versus Juan Thornhill. And what's funny about that, and I think you'd probably agree with me, BK, for me in the mix of this, it feels like Thornhill's the favorite, even though Sorensen's like the five yeah. veteran. So that's a, that's a battle to watch. And then backup tight end again. Uh, I've noted, I'm a WWE fan, I'm calling it a Royal Rumble for the backup tight end because there's so many players that could You come don't actually care about that. I don't believe you. You don't care about it. I don't believe you. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, I'm interested in seeing how John Lovett plays in that mix. A lot of people have Lovett, this Princeton quarterback, con convert number 40. They have him as this tight end possibility where I kind of think that the Chiefs view him more as an H-back, Taysom Hill type. So I don't know if he's necessarily even in that mix. I think that's a whole other question altogether. Like it, it, It's more like this H-back role, do they want it or not? That's whether or not John Lovett makes the team. So that's another dynamic to all of it. He's Pete Sweeney. Check out his work, arrowheadpride.com. You can check him out on Twitter as well. You should do so. Follow him at PG Sween. Pete, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for making it for us. See you up there, BK, and hopefully we see some, some people at this tweet up. Take Absolutely. Care. We'll see you uh, coming up at 315. If you missed it, 315, we'll be meeting with the listeners and the readers of Arrowhead Pride out at Chiefs Camp 
check out for the people in the blue polos. That'll be us out at Chiefs camp. I don't believe Pete. I think he's a liar. I don't believe that he's interested in finding out who the backup tight end is going to be for Travis Kelsey. We'll talk about that a little bit more coming up on the other side. Plus, this Chris Jones situation, man, I legitimately don't know what to think. I understand both perspectives, and I don't know where it goes from here. It's the worst thing to say as a radio host, but I just don't know. I'll explain it coming up. It is the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. The leadoff with Brandon Kylie, 610 Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 